Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode deals with serious and distressing content. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, this is Beth. While I've got you, if you love how I survived, please rate, review and subscribe. It helps other fans like you find us too. So the clock's growling, it's just gone. Ease his roll, he's just popped that left leg out like a matchstick. And that's when I thought, I'm going here. This is serious. This is How I Survived. Stories of everyday people and how they survived against the odds. I'm your host, Beth Young. You know, am I going to die or what? I mean, I, I look back at it now and I thought, you know, how did I ever survive that? I think that I probably survived for a reason. How I survived. It was a steaming hot March afternoon in Weeper, a mining town on the Cape York Peninsula in far north Queensland, Australia. At a safety course, 28-year-old mine worker Todd Bairstow couldn't wait to knock off, treat himself to an ice-cold beer and go fishing. I heard they were getting a few barrow down at Trunding Creek, which is a little creek that runs through uh, Weeper. Yes, yeah, so I knocked off work, I grabbed my fishing rod, and my little dog, Dig Dig, he was only three months old. Hopping into Todd's four-wheel drive, they navigated the off-road track to get to the mouth of the creek. So I pulled up in my troopie on the um, southern side of Plumbing Creek, got my dog out, cracked my second beer, I got my fishing rod, just one lure on it, and I started walking down this goat track to find a clear spot to pick me up. Walking along the riverbank with Dig Dig the puppy running alongside him, Todd was fully aware that they may not be completely alone. See, crocodiles lurked in these murky waters. It's fresh water flying down into salt water. Crocodiles definitely at the salt water side where I was. They are known to get up in the fresh water side where people swim in that occasionally. But Todd, who'd been fishing since he could ride a push bike, knew to be careful and to keep an eye out for the prehistoric predators. In this part of Australia, most locals were used to seeing crocs. Spotting a clearing up ahead, he walked towards it taking his lure off his rod at the same time so he'd be ready to roll as soon as he reached the bank. Pretty much as soon as I've done that, it's just bang, something's just grabbed me on my left leg, just below the kneecap. To be honest with you, I thought somebody jumped out and scared me to start with, like a, like a mate or something. Like, you know, it's like, what the hell? I've turned around and looked and there's a three and a half metre crocodile. And I've fallen over, rod and beer, and he's just dragged me back down into the water. All I know is he blindsided me and just grabbed me so quick. With its lethal jaws locked around his leg, the dangerous saltwater croc pulled its prey down the muddy creek bank and into the murky water. Frantically clutching the mangroves, Todd held on with everything that he had. This croc's on my leg. I've grabbed the big mangrove there. I was holding on pretty good, trust me. 
and I'm, I'm up to the belly button in water. I had still got boots on and work pants on, and I'm thinking, so no, I'll get, I'll get out of this. Just spare the moment thinking. I wasn't sitting there thinking, thinking. I started climbing back up the bank. As soon as I started doing that, he's just let go, and he's just going bang again. He's, that's when he's got a good bite on my left leg. He's just rolled, and he's just popped that left leg out like a matchstick. And that's when I thought, yeah, fuck, I'm, I'm going here. This is serious. It's about as serious as it gets. Thinking it's found dinner, the mammoth saltwater croc, which was a distinctive green-yellow colour, has done what's called a death roll. Biting down on Todd's leg, with a flick of its powerful tail, it's rolled in a bid to overcome and dismember its meal. Todd. Try and keep that in mind and reserve your judgement while he describes what he did next. The little dog, Dig Dig, he's just going off, barking and carrying on, and I'm thinking, shit. So I grabbed my dog and I just started whacking the crocodile with Dig Dig, you know, and just thinking maybe maybe the crocodile will let go and take Dig Dig. The crocodile's pulled me again, and I've let go of Dig Dig and hold on with both hands again. And I've turned around, and there's Dig Dig just standing on the crocodile's back. And he's just ran up the crocodile's back. Ran up my back, I've no shirt on, so he scratched the hell out of me and he's taken off. I love dogs and you know, I caught a lot of flack throwing my dog on and that sort of stuff, but this is what I thought, instinct, you know. To be honest, I probably shouldn't have said that, you know, but that's what happened. So I'm not going to bullshit. It's pretty easy to judge when you're not getting eaten by a 300 kilo, three and a half metre saltwater crocodile who was getting more and more riled up by the second. Todd's instinct in that terrifying moment was to distract the menacing croc using any means possible. It was a matter of life or death. In fact, Aussie Salties have won the crown for the world's most aggressive crocs, and now Todd was face to face with one. He could smell the brute's putrid breath. So the croc's growling, just going... And he went for another bite, and I've just gone to push him away. But the croc wasn't having it. Quick as lightning, its razor-sharp teeth were clamped around both of Todd's legs and his left hand. His right fingers were still clenched around a mangrove root, hanging on for dear life. It was quite literally crunch time, and Todd's survival instincts had well and truly kicked in. If he didn't want to end up lunch, he was going to have to act drastically and quick. Ninety, if I didn't get that fucking hand out of his mouth, I was proc shit. Next bite would have been on my torso, and I was going under big time. Out of all my strength, I just pulled my hand as hard as I could, and I ripped my um, index finger off. Adrenaline roaring through his veins, Todd thankfully didn't feel any pain as the croc chowed down on his digit. But staring at his mangled finger, the skin and flesh all stripped away, the bones were sticking out like something from a zombie film. And now that the beast had had a little nibble of tasty Todd, he wanted more. The battle with the croc wasn't over. If anything, the man-eater was just getting started. And he's rolled again and he's just dissipated both my legs at this stage. And that's when I realised I'm fucked, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to die, you know. I'm by myself, I've got nothing on me. My work pants are falling down, past the bloody, down by my knees, you know, because they're waterlogged. 
Todd could hear the awful pop of his right leg breaking as the croc death rolled again in the muddy water. His prediction was looking pretty accurate. He might have gotten his hand out of the reptile's mouth, or most of it at least, but there was still a very good chance the croc would eat him alive. Still gripping tightly onto the mangroves with one arm, he kept trying to hit the thrashing beast with his mutilated left hand. I was smacking with that, your fingers carrying on, blood flicking everywhere. The water looked a bit, it was dirty, but I could sort of see a bit of pinky tinge in the water from blood. And I was very tired, my arms felt like they're going to fall off. Between each roll, I can remember the mosquito, he bought me on the back, you know, and it was a, like a surreal feeling there. Todd desperately needed some backup. Time was very quickly running out for him. And that's when I started yelling out at the top of my lungs, help, croc. And my arms were hurting that much, and I was yelling out for that long. I let go. I let go of those mangroves. I was like, fuck, this is it, mate. I'm, I'm gone. This is it. I've held my breath, thinking it's going to be deep. And he's rolled again. He's pulled me underwater. Put my hands down. It was only bloody shallow. It was only like a, just over a metre deep. Going down, Todd thought he'd never see the light of day again. But the water's depth was on his side. The beast couldn't drown him. It was too shallow. His lungs bursting, Todd grabbed frantically at the mangroves, trying to pull himself to the surface and wrench himself free of the hungry croc's grasp. The ferocious animal was really starting to wear poor Todd down. And he began to wonder, would anyone come to his rescue? And if they did, would it be too late? I've managed to climb back up the roots and the stuff and hold back on. That's when I started yelling out again, help, crop, toss me lung. Just then, a woman named Raylene Motten stepped outside the pub, about 150 metres away on the other side of the creek for a cigarette. Thankfully, she heard Todd's cries for help. By chance, Todd's mate, Kev Bevan, had just pulled into the pub car park. So Raylene raced up to his window and frantically told him someone was being taken by a croc. Flooring it, Kev raced off down the dirt track in search of the horror. But he had no idea it was his friend he was looking for. Meanwhile, Raylene rushed through the scrub to let Todd know help was on its way. I heard a voice through the bushes on, on the other side of the creek. I heard it in a whisper, help's coming, love. And that was that was the second win for me. Like That was like, hallelujah. Somebody's heard me, and there might be a chance here sort of thing. And then I start thinking, is there another crocodile in here? You know, like, you just don't know. By now, Todd had been wrestling the carnivore for nearly 25 minutes. Battered, bruised and bleeding, in his weakened state, there was absolutely no way he could fight off another monster. Just in the nick of time, Kev came flying down the creek bank. And Kev has come through and he's like, Toddy! Funny enough, we knew each other. <laughs> he's like, Toddy, to Kev, he goes, where's the crocodile? I said, it's on my legs. The commotion startled the croc, and for an instant, its vice grip on its prey loosened. Todd was so close to the bank, Kev could reach out for him and grab his mate under the armpits. And he's gone under my arms, tried to pull me out, but all my pants and that were hooked on trees and that sort of stuff. 
and he sort of wiggled me out and he just dragged me straight off the bank about 10 metres and laid me on my back and um, yeah, I was out of the water. And I'm hugging him, I've got my hand around him, all my hands, my fingers all hanging off, it's hitting him in the face. Kev's like, get that out of my face, you bastard. The tussle had left Toddy's pants practically around his ankles. And despite the trauma he'd been through, Kev, in true Aussie spirit, couldn't resist cracking a joke at the expense of his mate's manhood. And he goes, oh, I beat your old fella off. <laughs> but it was the best feeling ever to get rescued, I tell you. I, I, had, I had tears of joy. But that feeling was fleeting. The fearsome creature had disappeared, slipping beneath the murky water, and by now a few young blokes had also turned up to help. And it's lucky that they did. Uh, I'm lying there, at fair dinkum. This crocodile's come flying out of the water again and starts running up the bank straight towards me, and they started throwing rocks and sticks at him, and he ran off back into the water. I had no chance of getting away if I was by myself. Thankfully, the ambulance rocked up soon after and Todd was raced to hospital. The croc had dislocated both of his knees, shattered his legs, tore dozens of deep gashes into his body and the wounds were plagued with infection. The docs were worried that his mangled legs were completely beyond repair. They said that, yeah, there's a good chance you won't walk again. It's a good thing they say, it gets you motivated. But the first time they actually took me out of um, ICU and I went down for my first rehab session. I got out of bed and I couldn't even stand up. And that's, that's when it hit home. Uh, I was like, shit, you're right, eh? this is serious. I knew it was serious, but this is like, yeah. You always think you'll be right. Todd would stay in the hospital for five months and it would take 17 operations to piece him back together. Most of him anyway. He did lose that mangled index finger. But the amazing Aussie battler did walk again, and he was back at work within a year. A few scars to prove it, but I'm lucky. If that crocodile was four metres, you know, I'll be gone. He would have ate me, and I just would have been croc shit. Soon after the attack, the croc was caught and relocated to a zoo. And thankfully, Todd's little puppy Dig Dig was found safe and sound. You'd think Todd would never want to see the croc that very nearly ate him alive again. But he couldn't resist paying his nemesis a visit. Might have been 14 months later. Went back and met him. He's in the zoo just north of Cairns there. Me and Kev went down. Kev was the bloke that pulled me out. And I named the crocodile Kev. (laughs) Crocodile Kev. He's in a little pond there with his girlfriend. I walked in there and he's he's an aggro bugger. He's growling and hissing and carrying on. Exactly like he was in the creek. I wasn't scared. Nah, maybe a bit nervous. There was no mistaking it was his croc either. Its distinctive yellow and light green scales were instantly recognisable. In fact, they'll be seared in Todd's memory forever. And he thinks he saw a glint of recognition in the crocodile's eyes too. Oh, I already did. But he thought I was dinner. If I did have the chance to kill him or anything like that, I wouldn't do it. You know, it's, it's, it's a good thing to go see him again, I guess. Yeah, I don't hate crocodiles. Walking across the road, get hit by a bus, you know, it's just one of those things. And I was lucky enough to come out of it alive and still walking. Kev and the three young guys who helped to save Todd's life were all recognised for their courage with a bravery award. They'd put their lives on the line for him. 
It's been nearly a decade since Todd's fight with the croc. And in his words, he's had no mental dramas about it, zero flashbacks or nightmares. He's always had a zest for life. But like all of our amazing survivors, getting that close to death has made him even more grateful for the little things. He's just a bit more careful now. Living my life, travelling around Australia, fishing, and all I got off the beaten track. Uh, then this happened. Um, yeah, but I'm still, I'm still doing the same thing. Uh, just a lot more cautious about life. Still a keen angler, these days Todd avoids land-based fishing. But even sticking to the safety of a boat, he still spots heaps of crocs in the water. And while our Toddy's not scared, he has a deep respect for the fearsome creatures. Just, just know what they can do. I've told this story to a lot of people and... Um, no, I think it's helped them out as well. A lot of people say, shit, you know, I've done this and I've done that. And I'll tell them how easy one happened and they've, they've taken it on board, you know. Todd is fully aware that he was in the Crocs home and it's up to him and his fellow fishermen to be more careful. Up north in Oz, the prehistoric predators are just a part of life. But Todd's run-in has given him the best campfire story around. Had a pub with a mate and um, he'll dob you in and say you've been hit by a crocodile. Everyone's like bullshit. So you end up spinning a yarn, a couple of bees deep. He might be as calm and collected as they come. But as Todd and I went to say goodbye, it's clear the attack has left its mark on him. It still gets me going, that story. I'm, I'm no crocodile Dundee. I just got lucky. If you feel you've been affected by any of the topics in this week's episode, help and support is available by calling Lifeline on 13 11 14 or lifeline.org.au or Beyond Blue on 1300 22 46 36 or beyondblue.org.au. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you don't miss more incredible stories of survival. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. It really helps. And we'd love it if you could find our Facebook group, How I Survived, and we're on Twitter, at SurvivedPod. Next time on How I Survived. I started to slide down the face of the rock, and then my brain sort of gives me a warning, like, you're about to get hurt. And then I go over the edge. At the moment of impact, I heard my bones break. I felt them break. I quickly realised I'd shattered my pelvis. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.